but um, it's called promotion. So uh, we're going to read John 16, 1 through 16, 3. And this is Jesus talking. He says, I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he's offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known me or the Father. So um, it's kind of understandable where we're at in the world today, right? Um, People believe God is love, and their definition and interpretation of that is he loves us so much we're free to do whatever we want to do, right? So if you're coming up against this liberty that they believe they have in God, why not kill you? We're doing that for God to wipe out, (laughs) right? We're serving God, yeah. So... um, so it makes sense. So just think about it in every category in life. I mean, um, the world and the way of the world is to get you to buy into systems of the world that are counterintuitive to God's plan for us. If they want to promote, and I'm not giving a, um, a, a um, this is kind of hard because everybody has a different opinion when it comes to abortion. But if I wanted to promote abortion, One way I might say it or do it is to say, you know, we need to start promoting abortion because it's your right. Is it right? If if I could tie that to your right, then you're going to say, don't mess with my rights, right? So it's kind of like, so if I wanted to tie anything to your right, I could tie it to it. If it's coming down from a major level, like our government officials and everything, if I could get you to be sympathetic to whatever it is I'm trying to usher out into the world, um, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Most of us are black, so we're going to say, no, this is what we're supposed to do, right? So I'm, 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 not, I'm not biting Biden. I'm not promoting or dis, non-promoting, um, uh, what did I say first? Um, abortion. It's not that. What I'm saying is, is that if I could tie something to something to get you to move in the direction I want you to, it needs to be something that's going to really affect you. Because if I were just saying abortion isn't right or something like that, or abortion is great or something like that without tying it to you and on a personal level, I may not get your vote. So if I was pro or anti-abortion, I need to tie it to you somehow. All right. Is that making sense? This is kind of hard now. I don't want y'all rolling your eyes at me about your rights and stuff. Because really, at the end of the day, we all have the right to do whatever we want to do. It's, the, it's our choice. Now, now, because God gave us free will, all right? But we want to choose the things that are going to be approving of by God or that he approves of. So we throw down our rights to please someone else who has rights, right? Um. <clears throat> So anyway, um, that's not exactly how I planned to start this out, but I wanted to kind of tie it to, to, this, um, to this scripture. Because, it, look, there's been forever crazy people in political power that for whatever reason have wanted to control the population. We've had the Pharaoh and then the Herod and then the Felix and then the whoever else come, coming down the pike. 
um, population seems to be something on people's minds that needs the control of a mere-minded person, right? It has nothing to do with when Pharaoh came out and said, kill all the firstborn kids or stop the women from having those. It didn't have anything to do with your rights or the woman's right to choose. You get it? And so what did the midwives do? What did they do? They, they said, no, no, the, the Hebrew women have their babies too fast for us to stop them, right? <laughs> now, if it, if it was tied to a woman's right to choose, those midwives would have been saying, you want to keep it or you want to give it away. You get what I'm saying? Okay, so for forever, people have been t- uh, tying our rights or our suffering or whatever the case may be to their agenda. And God wants us to separate their agenda and then tie our agenda to his agenda, whatever his agenda may be. I'm sorry. You're in this gospel war. You're a soldier in this army. He's the kind of God. Jesus is like a boot camp drill instructor getting us ready. God wants us to be made into the likeness of his son. Now, this is not the kind of drill sergeant that just kicks you to the curb. If you fall down, you know, right? He comes and rescues you and puts you back in the army. And then you'll learn over time you've been standing in his strength, not your own, right? If we're going to stand in his strength, we want to honor him for whatever it is. I don't care what it is. All right? Bless the Lord. Don't just agree with me. Agree with God. All right? Bless God. This, This is it. So the explanation that Jesus was giving that he was going to die to his disciples rather than reign, right? Why? Because his disciples wanted him to come on out, um, see us through. We've been suffering under the Romans. It's time for us to get ours, right? And now we know you can do this. We've seen you raise the dead, right? You've done all kinds of miracles with us. We know you're able. This, this is the time. As a matter of fact, I was wondering if I could sit on your right or your left when you come in, right? Okay. So now I'm squeezing my agenda in there. So consider your close confidant at work, one that has struggled with you and knows the unfair treatment that has been the culture for both of you on the job, right? Some of you are still working even though some of you don't have to, but some of you are still working and you know all the craziness down on the job, right? Because the enemy is in there. He's in the details, okay? And especially if you're a Christian, he can't, he's dying for the day that he can make you blow up and cuss out somebody on the job, right? That knows you're a Christian, that you've given your testimony to. They want to see how do you respond? And you know, we've blown it from time to time right? We are people that can be redeemed. We have God first to confess our faults to, and then to another human being. Then the explanation can be not a pre-planned, premeditated explanation, but I'm still growing in the Lord. I'm still surrendering my right. I'm still, yeah, I'm in a sanctification process. This is what's going on. So at long last, your coworker right, that you're working with because you guys are in a hostile environment. His time has come for him to be promoted to a position of power, but he turns down the opening. Your dream of being delivered from the pressures and hardships are shattered. You come to know what he is 
you've come to know that he's the one for this job. You want him to have it because you've worked side by side with him, laboring with him, and you know once he gets up there, he's going to take care of you. This is your friend. You guys have suffered together, right? You trust this person. He's not a backstabber. He's not one of those that talking to you one day and then you, you, you see him turn his head when, when you see him the next day. And you know when somebody turn their head when they see you, they're talking about you, right? It's not, one of the, not that kind of situation, right? Okay, so you can see, you know when it's happening. Yeah, so anyway, this is not that guy. This is the guy you want to be promoted. Now, they're mad at you. These upper management people, they, they can't stand me. I bark back and fight back and everything. But if they, if they promote Janetta, I'm in because she knows we have been through this thing together, thick and thin, right? And she's been a help to me, but she didn't turn the job down. Something wrong with her. You know, I don't want it. I don't want this job, right? So perhaps her plan is bigger than just for the environment that we're working in, right? And so it is with Jesus. His plan is bigger than just this local union, okay? It's not just I want to get, get up here in the upper management and then help Leroy and them out. This, this, no, there's more people I have my eye on. As a matter of fact, I'm rising up to govern the universe, all right? And everyone and everything in it. Now, that might sound really, um, and I believe you're capable because I've seen you restrain yourself, govern yourself, You've done miraculous work here. You know, every time I've had a problem, you've been able to help me. When they criticized you, you didn't bark back. You stood your ground. You know when to speak. You've got these attributes. Yes, sure, you can govern the universe, but why don't you take this job first and get me out of here? Right? I need to go. It's time for my promotion. You see me suffering all this. It's time for me to go. Right? And just consider the disciples. They, they don't want to be left. Don't leave us. You've been a comfort to us, a help to us, right? You've been there for us. You've defended us. No one can come against you while you were with us, right? You've been really teaching us and training us and showing us how to act. You talk in parables so that we can get it, kind of like I'm trying to do right now with this weak parable, trying to, <laughs> trying to get your your attention. You talk in parables. You're always working in our behalf. I mean, basically, you ta- you've ta- taken the brunt for us. You, you, the accusations, you've stood up. You, you die for us, right? It's just amazing. We don't want to lose you. But no, he's not here to take this local job. It's not a local assembly leadership program that he's, he's after. His... Um, Desire is much bigger because he has his eye on many more people than just me. Right? Bless the Lord. So, um, <clears throat> it makes sense that his plans would be bigger because um, for him to have even been able to deal with me all that time means he, <laughs> you, you get it? Consider me and then Bertha and Martha and all these other people, right? right? You know, it's a whole lot for him to deal with, but he was able and disabled. Bless the Lord. So he's saying he'll give you or give us the spirit or 
some kind of help <laughs> when he leaves, right? Um, so that we can... Um, we can lobby together against the social norms and what's going to happen is we're going to get the instruction that he used to give us. We can count on him for not giving us a counterfeit sustenance or something to sustain us that's counterfeit or that's not going to do the job. He's not going to just give me, if I was leaving right now and you were just crying, but it was my wife and she's telling me, well, don't leave. And I'm promising her, but baby, I'm going to make more money to come back to take care of you. But I know in my heart, I'm not. So I'm making a promise, right? I don't intend to keep. This isn't Jesus. I'm going to give you something that you can't have while I'm here, right? I have to go so that you can have this thing that's going to help you through this place you're working in. Okay? You guys still there? So, if he doesn't turn down the offer the local assembly makes him, his effect will be limited and not global. Okay? He knows this. Now, uh, the Holy Spirit is already at work in the world. The Bible says that he's convicting people of their sins. Jesus said the following in John 16, 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Right? All right. That, that's apart from him coming in the way that Jesus is trying to get him to come or get us to accept his arrival. In other words, he's already in the world before Jesus leaves. Right? Because he's been, look, you knew right from wrong when you first went to do something wrong. It came from this convicting power. This is different than him living in us individually and convicting us. Individually. Okay? And there's a reason why I'm saying this. Right? So regardless of whether we want to admit it or not, we're consciously aware of our sinful nature. We can easily pass on an act of sin and count it as one wrong out of many. I mean, look, we're thinking simply all the time. We're learning how to take those thoughts captive still today. That's a process. It's not something that we've been doing. We're learning, right? But for me to think, oh, well, I'm not as bad as the next guy because I only stole a pencil today, you know, and I needed that to fill out the paperwork at the job. I'm minimizing the real nature of my wretchedness, right? I want my coworker to stay because he'll, he'll be able to help me to surrender under this oppression. What I don't want is to admit this catalog of sins that I have. So in other words, stay here, Jonetta. Don't, don't leave the company. Go up there. When you get there, promote me. Get me out of here and some of the rest of us, right? Okay. Because you know how crazy it is. I come to you. We've come to you. We told you about Pharaoh. We told you about um, uh, um, uh, Pilate. We told you about Herod. We've talked and talked and talked. We want to get out from under this government rule. Augustus and all the rest of them. Caesar, please don't leave us here. Right? So I want you to stay. What I don't want is to admit my catalog of infractions. So I want to keep pointing to what they're doing to us. 
But how are they able to do so much to us or to me? I'm late for work all the time, lazy. I'm sick, you abusing my sick time. Lunchtime, I'm all out at Benihana for long hours, of, you know, just eating. Every lunch hour is a, is a buffet, a banquet, okay? Stealing credit for other people's work. Donna then came up with a new project. I swiped that and said, sign my name to it. You got to get me out of here some kind of way, right? Right? All right, I'm signing my name to her work because I'm trying to get credit so I can graduate. That's backstabbing, right? She didn't know it, but I got that nature. Still another, I'll steal your lunch out the break room. Don't leave your lunch in there because <laughs> I'm hungry. And the way these people do me, you lucky you ever had a lunch in here, right? So <laughs> I'm on the prowl, okay? Because look, times are hard. And, and what I'm saying, this is not a cakewalk. So if we're not following Jesus, we're going to do whatever it takes to sustain ourselves, right? It's not easy. The only thing I can recount for now is that I borrowed a pencil. Here's a list of things that I do on a regular basis, but I can't, they're bad and they're wrong, and I done told you all about them. I, well, what did you do? I took her pencil once and, uh, to fill out the timesheet. Right? We minimize. Look, this is how we roll. I don't care. I'm not saying you stole somebody's lunch, but you done something. Sitting there like you ain't done nothing. You done something, Barry. Okay? So, so anyway, the Holy Spirit will bring all things to our remembrance. Okay? Um, in context, when Jesus is saying the Holy Spirit will bring all things to our remembrance, Jesus is explaining to the disciples that what they didn't understand, the stuff he tried to explain to them, would be revealed to them by the Holy Spirit. The truth of the following scripture, John 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you. Reminds me to turn this off. And um, so the consistent theme of this passage is that the Spirit's role is to reinforce that which Christ has already taught. Right? So Johnetta's telling me she's going to leave me some instructions and some help that's going to help me. Right? And it won't be rinky-dink because it's coming from Johnetta. This is the person that's been really speaking into our lives, showing us how to restrain ourselves, to be a slow to speak and quick to listen, and how to argue properly so that we can be effective and, and finally come out from under this, this reign of terror and oppression. Right? This is what she's been doing. So she's going to leave me a script, some kind of script, but her script is going to be alive and breathing but it's going to be inside of me. I really don't want that because I don't know about something being inside of me. When I look at me and if I look too long, all I see is craziness. The stuff I see is leads me way away from Jonetta. When we go home at night, I, I go and get drunk and party and lay out and sprawl out. 
when I come back to work and stuff, Jonetta's all here to drink some water, David. Here, get, get ready because we got this going. You get it? Jesus is always redemptive, always trying to put us back on our feet and get us back to work. Right? For his father. Right? So he's going to leave something inside of me that's going to do that same thing, but personally, inside of me. Right? Bless God. So we learn from the earlier passage that the Holy Spirit is here to convict the world of sin in John 16, 8. Sin is turning from, I'm sorry, sin is turning from righteousness and following, and the following comes, and following sin, turning from righteousness, what comes is judgment. Okay? There's judgment for our actions. Right? Okay, so... Maybe the officials that are mistreating me have something to do with my breaking into the vending machine. Maybe they know. I was working the night shift. And, you know, I put the money in there. And the the candy bars did not come out. And then it was all about. (laughs) Right? Right? And then all kind of candy bars came out. Right? And so now I got candy bars and everything. But nobody knows this happened but me. Right? How could they know? No one else was there, and they put me on this old crazy shift anyway, in the dark. So, (laughs) this wasn't supposed to be that funny, but I'm laughing too. So, uh, but what's my point? I'm making a point, all right? It's that God knows. God knows. They don't know I broke this vending machine. They don't know I stole your lunch. Half of the stuff I've done, they don't know. They might suspect me, and they've seen some things. Some things have stood out, even things that were worth being canned for, being fired for, right? But some people are so evil, they just like to toy with you. You know, my mother told me that uh, sometimes uh, people in a company, I believe her, that people in a company will go ahead and, and, um, and risk <laughs> paying millions in the lawsuit just to toy with you. You see what I'm saying? Because it's not their money. It's the company's money. So they're, they're like, look, as long as we can get away with it, let's just keep poking the bear, right, and toying with you. Some of these people have old money. They ain't caring. You know, let's watch that and let's see how long it takes for this person to drop dead, Right? Because you know, look, the bag's under his eyes. He ain't sleeping at night. All he's thinking about is us, day and night, day and night. Now let's come in and reward somebody that don't re- deserve the reward right in front of them. You know, let's just keep pushing. <laughs> just, just keep it up, right? So if sin has a judgment, then we go on sinning under judgment. While I'm waiting for deliverance through one man, I'm still committing the acts that caused me to be in this situation in the first place. What they didn't know about my candy bar thefts is one thing. Now they've accused me of embezzlement and sexual violations and things that I really didn't do. And they say I'm lazy while I'm producing over the quota. They're wrong for the way they're treating me, but I'm wrong for the way I'm responding. They gave me this job. Think think about it. I hear you. They gave me this job. And they told me this is what you're going to get, and you get this much pain, I get in there and do the work. 
Then Beverly comes in, they give her higher pay. There's a parable about it. The 13th hour person, right? The 13th hour, he comes on the scene and they give him the same pay as all the rest of the laborers. But I'm mad about it. How are you going to give her? Well, I gave you what we promised you. Okay? Really? But we noticed that the vending machine was upside down this morning. And you was the only one working this shift. Now, we can't say you did it emphatically, but you was the only one working last night. At least you heard something. What? You didn't come to us or what? We don't trust you. We don't trust you. We're wrong. We're doing things wrong, but you're wrong. And the thing is, is that we're wrong. And sometimes when we're wrong, we go into judgment, under judgment for our sin. Okay? A lot of times when the Hebrews were stuck over here as slaves in Egypt and all under the Assyrians and all over here in Babylon and all of this is because they were wrong. They turned against the Lord. They grumbled and muttered and uttered and did all the things and would not follow the leading of the Lord. Right? And so it is for us individually. We can be dead wrong. They can be doing stuff and slapping us upside our head. Our response matters. This is why it was good to have Jonetta there, because she would talk you off the ledge. Donna didn't come in with guns. And John, Jonetta, why you got those guns? Oh, I'm just holding them for somebody. You, you know, here, let me talk to you. Let, 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 me, let me talk. <laughs> Let's work this out, right? This is how Jesus talks us off the ledge and keeps us confident in his ability. We don't want him to go, right? The spirit going to do this? Ain't nothing in me been doing this. Last time I came in with guns, people didn't survive. (laughs) And I think I got away with it. God knows. A lot of the stuff we're suffering is because of our own Sin. Honest to goodness, if we were not suffering, or let's say, for instance, if it wasn't our fault that we were suffering, right? It would be better that it be the fault of being a Christian. But they're never going to blame or or look at me as a Christian when I'm suffering if I'm going off, if I'm blowing up. If I'm like, did you hear what they said? Did you hear what she said? Did you hear that? What they finna make us work on Saturday? <laughs> Here they come again. <laughs> Here you ain't worked on the Saturday since you've been there. <laughs> anything. Because once we let grumbling go, once we let it go, it's like the, it's the, a, a door just opens and grumbling just comes on through. It's just, you'll never be happy with anything. It just keeps going. So, I like job stuff because I've been through it on these jobs. But, you know, now I know, you know, I wasn't all right. You know, some of that bending stuff might have been some of me, you guys. So, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you. I'm not doing that today. Jeremiah 29, 4 through 7 says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I've sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. 
Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters, multiply there and do not decrease. Now, this is a far cry from don't marry into these nations. You get it? It's usually don't intermix. You know, stay away from the heathens, right? You guys are aware of that, that when the, Jew, uh, um, the Hebrews were traversing through the wilderness, they were forbidden to marry into the heathen nations, right? Because the heathens were doing heathen practices. That's what happened to Solomon with all them heathen wives, <laughs> right? They do things heathen, they'll present themselves as, no, we'll follow you. And before you know it, they got incense over your bed and doing little ritual dances and things like that. And before you know it, you got demons in your brain and you're building altars to Baal. Okay? So it was always don't go and intermix. But now here in Jeremiah, in exile, the Lord is saying, take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. And pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. You're there because you weren't right. They got you, but they ain't right. Right? Somebody's got to do something right. And if you're my people, you do what's right. You're going to affect these people, these evil people that have been lording over you and cheating you and making you work on Saturday. Right? You're going to affect them because they're going to see there really is something different about Sheila. There really is. We doubted it for forever until today. <laughs> you know? But no, she said something's affecting her, and Janetta is gone. Right? Hey, something must be in her. This spirit thing I've been hearing about, living inside of her, causing her to act like she would have acted if Janetta were present. Because Janetta is pre present. She's in there. Jesus is in us. That's his spirit. That's his father's spirit. They're in us. You get it? Working to us to will and to do after their own good pleasure. Now, we can start a battle with the spirit that's living inside of us. You too harsh. Making me go to church and Bible study. Wait, look, because we just complain about everything anyway. You know, that's two days out of the week. I need one of them days, you know. You know how I like, you know. This is interrupting on my uh, Warriors night, you know. It just so happens we have more Warriors games on Thursday night anyway, right? But, you know, no, it's, it's like we're going to complain. God gives us the right of refusal, okay? But then when we're all inundated, all the calamity is piled up over our heads. We can't see our way out of this job and know we need that paycheck, right? And we go into sleep, look, I don't care about the paycheck now, I just want to quit. I might be part of that frustration, right? Follow the leading of the Spirit. 
It's not just that Jesus isn't here so I can't see him anymore. Blessed are those that believe without seeing. We get a special blessing. It's different than the blessing of those that saw him. Right? And we know there's something going on inside of us. Because I didn't used to hesitate before I go and punch somebody. I just go punch them and then just hope for the best. Right? So something's doing something now. Look, I said earlier, and this is not a contradiction. We are aware of our sin. The Holy Spirit came into the world to convict the world of its sin. Right? But I continued on in my pattern so I don't feel even the effect of this presence of the Holy Spirit. This is post or pre um, spirit entry, okay? So what, what I'm saying is, no, no, we'll get to a place where we'll null, make null and void, quench the presence of the Holy Spirit, whether he in here or out here. We're quenching his presence so that we can have our way. And what the Lord is trying to tell us is that, no, I have a mission to govern and reign over this whole universe. I'm leaving you here to govern and reign spiritually, from the inside out, over local union 542, okay? You got this position. You don't see the significance. You're not really ready to graduate. You think you are because you've done things that are accommodating to the boss. But your nature needs improving. And my spirit is in your nature working in you to will and to do after my father's good pleasure. Bless the Lord. Bless God. This is what we have. Jesus living inside of us and we're rejecting that. Look, he's talking to us and trying to guide us, trying to lead us into all the truth. Right? Well, may, may I do that? Wait, it's four o'clock. It's six o'clock. I'll do it at six. You know, I'll get to it. He still loved me. God is love. All right? <laughs> Look, he's not a fool. He won't be mocked. As a man sows, so shall he reap. Here we are reaping this harvest in this job, being burned left and right, ridiculed and, and criticized, and some of it's unfair. Most of it is because of our position. We're reaping. We've sown ugly, tore up vending machines and, and cheated and carried on, and now we're reaping. It's a judgment state, okay? We can come out of that state. The promotion's going to come to us that listen to him lead us out. He's going to tell us the truth. Bless the Lord. Bless God. Look, we put on a face and say it's going to work. It's working my way. God doesn't care. He just wants me to love him, you know, and be nice. Who said this? Rick Warren. Oh, we just want to make God smile. He's starting to sound like that guy, the Crystal Cathedral guy. Turn your frowns upside down. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Halos. I forgot his name. Schuler. Robert Schuler. Yeah, yeah. Turn your frowns upside down. These people are suffering in Detroit behind the automotive industry going belly up. So they send Robert Schuler to encourage them. Turn your frowns upside down. The people were frowning like you never saw. After his speech, they were, it looked like a murderous rage. They didn't want to hear that mess. <laughs> Look, give me some sustenance. Look, I want someone that can do something. Someone up there. 
that's reigning over the whole universe. Bless God. We can get that kind of attention and we can get delivered. We can be redeemed for our actions. We need to follow the spirit of truth that lives in every believer. Bless the Lord. Bless God. We, I'm not saying I got it. I'm learning too. But I'm going to tell you guys, I am waking up to him and going to bed to him. I'm not just pushing that agenda. Right? Bless the Lord. Bless God. So uh, I wasn't looking at the time. So you know how I can go until tomorrow. I'm going to say one more half a thing. And then uh, (laughs) quit mocking me. That's mocking. So... uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, just consider, um, God reads hearts, okay? This is what he does. He's always in tune to the thoughts and the intentions of our hearts. Now, what I've gotten away with that no one else has seen, he's seen it all. I don't care what it is. God is privy and he knows even the underlying motives and all that the, he, he knows why I don't think no one else knows, right? He knows why I think like that. And why would I think like that? He knows that I'm carrying on this guilt and hiding it and suppressing it. I mean, Moses went out and killed himself, uh, a, um, an Egyptian. And, and then the next day when he tried to break up a dispute between two of his own Hebrew brothers, one told him, you're going to kill me like you killed the Egyptian, right? So, he thought it was a hidden matter, right? So somebody was peeking. <laughs> Look at so if they can see, God can see. Let's not underestimate God's ability. If you belong to him, he's all up in you. Looking around, his spirit is all up in the nooks and crannies. Looking around. Now, I can, put, I can minimize my stuff, but it's not minimal in his eyesight. He can see what's happening. So there's even uh, the fact that if I keep it um, uh, um, hidden or suppressed, it's going to cause me to do more wicked things that are going to start being more outward. Because if you keep sin in you, it's, it's laying there festering. It grows like fungi. It's fungi grows in the dark. Okay, and it, it multiplies and, and, and it's exponentially compounding in the dark. So what I would do hidden, I'll start to be more brazen and say it more blatant and act more corrupt on the outside. That's why we need to confess our faults one to another and pray for each other. Right? Because we're going to turn into some characters. We got to get it out of us. Right? And his Holy Spirit is there trying to lead the way. I like Paul Shepard that used this analogy about the GPS that is telling you to go south five miles and get off on Bancroft. Then if you miss Bancroft, it just silently recalibrates and recalculates and tells you, get off at the next exit. Right? It doesn't fuss at you. You missed the exit. How dumb, yeah, right? You don't get that you throw that thing out if it was portable, right? 
it doesn't. And this is the Holy Spirit. I'm going to let you make the wrong turn. But listen, the right way to get there is another mile up. So just it'll veer you back on track kindly like Jonetta used to do. How she used to make sense to us before she left. In here, the same way, very present in our time of need. Bless the Lord. Did I make the point? Let's pray. <clears throat> so, Father God, um, let's pray.